0: Well, we are back with another episode of the Rise and Thrive Show podcast. I'm Erin Warhol, and I'm here with Mary Hayes Greco. Hello again. Hey, Mary. So we just wrapped up another class on this Saturday morning, and you and I met again. We're meeting again here on the Zoom to kind of talk through what you were teaching this morning in your My Beautiful Life class, and maybe tell some more stories and just sort of supplement what what all the people in the class got
1: yeah this was a, a class I was looking forward to because uh it's a topic living your purpose mm. that I have been with since I was a little girl uh, thinking seriously about life and what's it all about and uh, I'm kind of pleased that some many years ago i I cultivated a framework of understanding what it means to live purposefully and how we do that and uh that framework has served me well, and mm-hmm. I understand it has served you well, too, since I have <laughs> done this lecture with you and a, uh, a number of classes you've been in over the years. and
0: Yeah, no, I, it really struck me when I was listening to the class this morning and you were kind of going through all the different parts of the framework and kind of laying it out there that it's very durable. It, it really is, is something you can consider and think about and kind of turn over, and in different situations and so i am really you know i'm really glad to revisit it and Mm -hmm. and think about it in a new light each time i come to it so why don't we today on the podcast if you want to just sort of outline that framework
1: i will so uh so the class the unit we're in is about living your purpose we're in module three of four modules four four week modules of the beautiful life class and this is the the unit on purpose. So today, I, I launched my, uh, my playground structure, <laughs> as I called it today for the first time. I've, I've created a playground structure uh, for understanding uh, and moving through my life in what is hopefully a masterful manner.
0: And, and why do you call it a playground structure, Mary?
1: Well, because uh, we're all in the business in this class of becoming the very best version of ourselves, becoming masters at our own gig, our own life. And that means things like really getting to know who we are in many levels and healing wounds that have, uh, um, you know, uh, stopped us and, and prevented us from having more joy and dispelling fears and also uh, learning where we need to set boundaries um, to uh, having the shape of a life that we can live effortlessly and with enjoyment. And um, So uh, it, it's a playground structure because uh, I'm trying to learn to be more playful in mm-hmm. my serious life <laughs> and not have everything be, you know work. And toiling, but it, this is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to be alive in this world. It's an opportunity to be a, a, a person who uh, can explore some things and develop my my capacities. So I'm trying to th- think of it more as a, a, you know some structure that I'm I'm climbing all over for exercise and experiencing different um, points of view from and uh toning up my abilities with so i guess that's why it's a playground structure well i <laughs> I, I don't really know
0: like that i really like that it's um yeah it's it's like a playfulness of exploring your life and getting better at it and having fun doing it as opposed to oh here i go again you know right climbing <laughs> things and issue.
1: hanging from things and and mm-hmm. developing greater balance and you know yeah strength no i really
0: <laughs> that's really cool
1: yeah, That's thank great. you. Okay, so yeah. talk us
0: through talk us through this uh, structure. My
1: structure, my framework. Okay, so, uh, and the structure is built upon the um, fundamental idea that we don't need to worry about mm. if we're living our purpose because we are. It's in us. It's all around us. It's what's right in front of us, and uh, really, what we need to do more is recognize it. Recognize where it's at and learn how to both relax into just the way things are in my life and um learning to accept and enjoy and appreciate what is mine to have and do and um also to uh you know strive for other experiences so Mm -hmm. so on the foundation of like let's relax and accept we're doing pretty well this is all free will and option. We, we want to do better, but it, because we think that's fun, <laughs> not because we're toiling. Um, so the framework that uh, I've come up with is to understand that uh, the act of seeking to live purposefully is paradoxical, in meaning two opposite things are true. One, that we don't need to seek it. We need to just relax and accept what is right here. And uh, experience it fully and two we need to ask ourselves the question from time to time is there something more that I want is there something uh, is there a gift I have that I would like to express and share um, you know and and what is the point of these difficult situations mm-hmm. that I'm in what is the point and the person who is on a path of mastery uh, understands that the point is we're we're in school we're in class we're learning things and we want to be and we're also asked to share things and to be students and teachers together we and the people that are ours so
0: I, I gotta say I just I love that stance and that is a particular stance toward Uh, towards life and towards the different stories that we encounter, the different experiences we have. And I think that's a really constructive stance. Thank you. It's the opposite of a victim stance. Mm -hmm. You know, we can
1: take the stance of like, wow, life is hard and I have all these limitations and things are uh, scary and out of control. Or, um, no, life life is a classroom and I'm here on purpose and i can wake up my perceptions to understand more about what that is and to participate in it more fully so i call the paradox of seeking purpose relax and get going Mm. we need to relax in certain ways and just be be ourselves and be fully present to ourselves and to the life that is given to us to live and on the other hand to uh Kindle some will from time to time to say, hey, you know what? I always meant to do this and I haven't done it yet. Let's get cracking on that. Or I, I, I've i always believed this and I'd like to make something more real about that. Let's get going on, on things. So that is the first part of the framework that, it's, that purposeful living is paradoxical. We need to accept and we need to get motivated. Both so things.
0: Relax and get going.
1: Relax and get going. And and it's just true in different areas of our lives uh, that we might need to, um, like like tuning a guitar string, you know, tighten things up or let it loose, let it looser so that mm-hmm. the the note we're playing sounds really good.
0: That's a really good metaphor. I think that really, I was noticing in class, you mentioned guitars, strings, and we have a couple of guitar players in the class. And um, there was a lot of no, knowing nodding. You know, yes, people were like, oh, they immediately yeah. understood exactly. what I meant about
1: being in tune. Like yeah. you yourself are an instrument that wants to be in tune. And like a guitar string, it might mean you need to tighten up on mm-hmm. something, get some more focus, some more discipline, some more fire, um, some more uh, get-or-done action.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you
1: might need to let go and go, you know what? Things are fine. Quit worrying. Enjoy this day. Yeah. So, um, Yes, the guitar string metaphor landed very well for the guitar players. <laughs> and then the second um, part of the framework is that I think there are levels of understanding how we're living purposefully. And I identified six, which I think also goes well with the guitar string metaphor. <laughs> yes, it does. You're a six-string guitar, Aaron. <laughs> and, yeah. and the first string is existential purpose, which is you're just here you're here you're alive that's good you're breathing that's good you get to you're part of the world you're you're part of the whole dance of everything there's nothing you have to do just be you and uh, you know to, to know that that's enough to relax and be you is is enough um, to, and sometimes in life we are sidelined from action where maybe we've been sick for a while or we've gone into retirement and we don't mm-hmm. have our job every day and we're not sure what to do with ourselves. That's, um, where we need to cut ourselves some slack and say, you know what? You're good. You're good. You're here. That's, that's enough. You exist. So that's the first level. The second one is uh, social purpose, mm. which is how we usually think about purpose, yeah. which is what kind of, what do you do? What, do you what do? kind of job do you have? What do you do? Yeah. What kind of job do you have? Uh, are you married or not, do you have kids or not, are you a volunteer somewhere, are you participating um, in um, society in a certain way. That's um, social purpose, the doing, the doing of uh, our days. The next one uh, would be purpose in partnership, symbiotic Mm. purpose, where we are here with other people on purpose. We're here for you. I dare say you and I are living a purposeful relationship right. right now, Aaron Warhol. Yeah, we are. Because yeah, I couldn't do this without you. And <laughs> I think I'm supposed to do this. I think I want to do this. Yeah.
0: No, <laughs> and it's you. very, it's very much part of my purpose to help you do your purpose. So yeah, that's symbiosis <laughs> or whatever that we're, word we're is. We're porpoises together.
1: <laughs> living our porpoises.
0: Yes. Yeah. But yes, you made totally the, you symbiotic. You made the 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 point in class that that a partnership purpose can be both full of ease and grace, like our relationship, or it could also be friction, which is part of
1: the it point can be of it. Friction and challenge, and these people that drive us crazy and won't go away mm-hmm. in our lives, they're our teachers. Yeah. They are here on purpose with us and they are driving us crazy in a purposeful way <laughs> because we need to learn something. Yeah. We need to learn what patience, tolerance, uh, boundaries, uh, love, uh, service. There's different, um, different expressions of that. Well, so, and
0: I just want to say, going back to your guitar metaphor that, you know, tension is part of the creative process.
1: Mm, there's a okay.
0: tension about um, something new coming into being it it has to break into it and so to to just assume that oh there's tension here and that's a problem is is a it, that might not be the right assumption
1: no I think when we see there's tension here the better assumption is there's something for me to learn here
0: Ooh, There's some way
1: in, in which I need to grow here so yeah. that I am not in a state of tension that, that the tension for, um, serves as a catalyst, but not as an ongoing, uh, vibe that we live with every single day that we, we see what it's asking us to grow into.
0: I love that. And I, you know, especially in this time of social media and just all the disruption going on, people can get really hung up into just venting about everything that bothers them Mm -hmm. as opposed to framing it the way that you suggested which is what is this calling out of me what is this asking of me how how do I need to rise to meet this occasion what's the higher
1: ground for me to step up onto very good right which is part of the next level of purpose which I named common human purpose Mm. which is why are we here we are here to learn and to love Mm. and uh I'd like to I'd like to share an illustrative story about that one because I I got it from, um, an unusual source. Okay. Usually we think of our spiritual teachers as somebody like Eckhart Tolle or, or somebody writing a good book and Mm -hmm. modeling a great deal of success. But in this case, I learned this very fundamental important level of purpose from my aunt Anne who was uh, an alcoholic and she was drunk most days and most hours of the day of her life (laughs) and you wouldn't think you would get a really you know searingly clear insight about life from someone who was in her cups all the time but but I did so so this is what happened it was a number of years ago and uh, I was talking to my sister who was a journalist And my sister said to me, oh, Mir, you know, next time you're in Chicago, you gotta go visit our Aunt Anne. She's really cool. She lives on the north side now. You know, her son and daughter-in-law moved her up here from St. Louis because she was drinking away the use of her body, and they're taking care of her. And she lives in this high-rise on the north side. And I have gone by to visit her a few times, and she's so interesting, Mayor. She's so interesting. She tells stories about our family in the nineteen twenties and thirties, and she's just really cool. You should check her out. So I, you know, I, I. Had met my aunt Anne years before, but hadn't seen her for a long time. So I thought, yeah, I'm going to do that. And next time I was in Chicago, I, I made an arrangement to go visit Aunt Anne in her apartment, and uh, <laughs> I knocked on the door, and it took a really long time for her to answer the door. It was I kept hearing like these locks. Uh, one lock, two locks, three locks and the chain lock and the, the switch lock and the, all these locks getting unlocked and I could hear her kind of muttering, um, under her breath behind the door because it was hard to get all her locks unlocked <laughs> and, and the door swung open and there is my aunt, Anne and Aaron, she is about this big. I'm holding my fingers up <laughs> a few <laughs> inches apart. She was so tiny. She mm. was so little and shrunken. Um. In a, in a wheelchair because she couldn't walk anymore because she had drunk too much. And uh, she was just in her little wheelchair in her little old body. And she was wearing a ridiculous moo-moo sort of thing. And she had these bare veiny legs. And she had these ridiculous little pom-pom hospital slippers on. And, and her hair was sticking straight up, just like white stiff hair, just sticking straight up. and she, But she welcomed me with such great panache and enthusiasm. She says, "Mary Bridget, come in, come in. It's so good to see you." And she had this horrible ruined voice because, you know, she smoked cigarettes all day and drank whiskey all day. So, she talked really kind of a lot like this, you know, this really like gravelly voice. And she just welcomed me in and she can kind of kind of went tiptoeing ahead of me on her little wheelchair to the sunny living room. And we sat down, and, and she leaned in, and she looked at me with these sparkly little blue eyes, and she says, now, tell me everything. Tell me all about it. I heard you married a really nice guy, Frank. Frank. No, 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 no. Fred. <laughs> I couldn't believe she could come up with my husband's name, who she'd never met, you know, when her brains were supposedly pickled uh fred how and that you have a nice little little business you sell you sell vitamins or something and this was this was true my husband had this small warehouse of health foods and vitamins and how's it going now how's it going tell me everything and she's leaning in smoking her cigarette and blowing out the smoke and going "Uh uh-huh ah oh yeah oh Oh, of course oh well you'll have that she's just like listening deeply to me talking about how's my life how's my life in my 30s I think and uh, how's it going with Fred and the business and whatever and after a while I was like really telling her everything because she was paying such good attention to me she's leaning in and just soaking up everything I said like it was the most interesting thing ever and so after a while, I was telling her my problems, and I was, I was starting. After a while, I was starting to cry a little bit. I was like, "Well, I, this, this is kind of hard. I mean, like things are, you know, because our business was floundering and it was maybe gonna close, in bankruptcy, and that sort of thing." And uh, so I'm, I'm crying a little, sniffing and crying, and she's listening, ah, uh, ah, uh, handing me Kleenex, and she was just so present to me. And after a while, I was just, I was sitting there and like the room began to change. I felt like the whole room came, became altered in that I was so aware of the sunlight coming in and spilling all over the table and on the newspaper and on our heads. And and the television is kind of mm, chattering softly in the background and, and there's a blue sky outside and there's this feeling in the room and I, what is this feeling I'm feeling? And Well, it was peace aaron mm. i was feeling peace great peace and my heart was getting really warm and my shoulders were relaxing and my belly was uncurling and i thought what is this feeling i i, I really love this feeling oh it's love mm. my aunt Anne is loving me as i sit here and just tell her my little story. Oh, I felt completely reset and renewed by the end of our visit. Yes, I felt wonderful. And I left and I realized the power of presence, never mind if you're drunk or sober, but (laughs) if you're present, (laughs) which she was, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the power of presence and listening and love and accepting me, it was amazing. It really, really helped me uh, shift at that time. So, so that was what happened and then um I don't know it was maybe a year or two later the next part happened which was our family was having a wedding and um our one of our cousins Aunt Anne's son Ralph was a priest and he was going to um you know lead the mass and you know, perform the wedding ceremony and uh, we were all going. We, my big Irish Catholic family, the million cousins and, and aunties and uncles, we were all going. and um, But somebody noticed uh, a little moment that happened at that wedding reception where Aunt Anne was sitting in a corner and, and she had a nice little suit on and a nice hat. And, you know, she'd she combed her hair that day. And, you know, she was looking, looking good, smoking her cigarette very thoughtfully. And... Um, Her son, Ralph, the priest was kind of walking through the room nearby and she called him over, Ralph, 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 come over here, Ralph, Ralph, sit down, sit down, son. I gotta, I gotta talk to you. He sits down. Yeah, mom. What is it? She leans in, takes a big drag of her cigarette and says, Ralph, what is the meaning of life? What is the purpose of life? And my cousin, Ralph, reported that he didn't know that he knew the answer to that big question but he did and so he told her mom the purpose of life is to learn and to love and she leaned back with a stunned look on her face and said to learn and to love ah, <gasps> oh, to learn and to love and she closed her eyes and smoked a little bit and and said ah thank you ralph thank you off that's it son that's it you've got it that's it thank you you've really helped me so the day passed two days passed and on tuesday of that week uh her daughter-in-law meg dropped by her apartment as she always did on tuesday she always brought her the paper she brought her her new bottle of whiskey because she was gonna do that so she brought her the bottle of whiskey and, you know, she checked on her and she would always go around noon so she could watch the same soap opera with Aunt Anne and keep, keep her company with this ongoing story. And so Meg came at her usual time and she was really surprised to find that the door wasn't locked with its, you know, eight locks. It was just gently, uh, oh, gently ajar. And Meg said, hmm. And she went in like, Mom? very quiet in there. The television was on, uh, as it was, getting ready for the soap opera. And uh, Meg came in, and she found Aunt Anne uh, lying on the couch. And she was very peacefully lying there. She had her hands folded on her belly, and she had a a nice, fresh moo -moo on. And she had combed her hair. (laughs) She looked pretty good that day. She was laying there in this big bath of sunlight on the couch, and she was dead she had died about 15 minutes earlier she had died just before the only time every week that somebody was sure to come by and find her and she had somehow had the intuition it was the presence of mind I don't know to unlock the door Hmm. to comb her hair to lay down in, in a little classier outfit than she often wore and to peacefully away of natural wow. causes and we were so fed by this story because yeah. everyone knew about her big question at the wedding and then when we heard that she had just peacefully died two days later after learning the purpose of life to learn and to love and we all felt that you know she probably figured she had done it she had yeah. Taken her class, she had done her studies, she had learned what's to learn, she had loved who's to love, and she was able to go home peacefully. Wow. So I
0: love that story. I I mm-hmm. love hearing about how she was with you and how she was with her son. And it's just really cool. It's really inspiring
1: it was for me because um you know i'm a philosopher at heart and i make things all very flowery and uh well developed intellectually <laughs> i make frameworks yeah, here's my framework for this here's my my definition of that you know and i i love philosophical thinking but that was so essential that was so boiled down yeah yeah learn and to love you can do that on any given day you yeah. could wake up during a troublesome time where you hardly know which end is up, and still ask yourself, "What's to learn today? who's to love today? Mm-hmm. How do I do this day with um the attitude of a willing student and a person who loves so here's to Aunt Anne. And her contribution to my framework, (laughs) my fancy framework. Yeah, I love it. This level of purpose is common human purpose to learn and to love. Mm. And that leads us into the next level, which is spiritual purpose, which is what are we learning? What character traits are we developing? What insights and understandings are we incorporating about life and um, our situations? And um What consciousness are we fostering in in our own beings that we're bringing around in the world with us and that we're um, fostering on a larger level so and that larger level i named evolutionary purpose where Mm. as we cultivate our light as we cultivate our best human traits and our higher consciousness which is something in the vicinity of Acceptance and enjoyment and enthusiasm—that's higher consciousness, according to Eckhart Tolle. Um, That's evolutionary purpose. The more we participate with that, the better.
0: So, yeah, and that puts us in a—that puts us as an individual in this much larger framework of humanity. Right. And where we're going. For
1: some people, our purposes are very simple. You know, it's existential and purpose in partnership. You know, I have a purpose with this daughter or with this husband or this friend um, or this project. I have a purpose with certain people that are, are important. Um, and other <clears throat> other times our life is very uh, full and there's a whole lot of different um, expressions of purpose going on. So it's like music. It's like, uh, is yes. it a piano, yeah. piano sonata or is it a duet or is it a... a Beethoven's ninth and then full orchestration.
0: I, I, I was going to say that, too, because it, the goal is to be in harmony with all of these different purposes. And I think at different times of our lives where we we are in different purposes. So, OK, so there's six of them and the six are existence. Existence. So,
1: social. social purpose, which is what we do in the mm-hmm. world, purpose in partnership, symbiotic mm-hmm. purpose, and how do we cooperate with other souls in their, mm-hmm. in their lives, our common human purpose, the day to day, what are you learning? Who are you loving? Mm-hmm. Our spiritual purpose, what other character traits uh, are we developing and what consciousness are we grooming and evolutionary purpose? How do we participate with the collective with humanity, how do we help all of us uh, go to a higher level of integrity and um, synthesis?
0: Oh, That's great. Thank you for sharing the story about Aunt Anne and 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 also just explaining these different purposes. And the other part of your framework is then the tools, the tools that we use in order to uh, get ourselves.
1: In order to execute this, in order to, um, to make it have traction and, and make it a real thing. So the tools I've described as the attitude of humility, mm-hmm. the use of our intuition to move with our soul's guidance into our daily lives, the, the uh, effective use of our will, which also has different expressions and levels to it, the right use of our will, and boundaries is also mm. a tool in the terms we in the the fact that we need to pick and choose what we will have in our lives and who and what we will have in our lives as much as we can
0: yeah so there's there's a lot there there's a lot there to really explore and consider and... it's a really
1: big playground structure
0: yeah it is yeah. so all these tools i mean there's a lot to learn to learn how to wield these tools um with expertise, you know, maybe you're a novice in one area or another. Um, Today in the class, we were talking a lot about will and kind of right use of will, right understanding of will.
1: Will is such a central question in being a happy and um, successful in our terms uh, person is how do we Um, use our will, which on one level is like just a strong muscle that we can wield to make sure we uh, get her done in certain ways. We get to class, we set the clock, we shovel the sidewalk, we finish the project, we use this strong will. But we also have these more subtle levels of will. And um, I was teaching from the work of Dr. Roberto Asagioli, who wrote a whole brilliant book about the... um, use of our will it's called the act of will so i was talking about that in in different levels but in you know in essence uh it's important that we understand that we have a will that we have this basic strong will and we also have a skillful will that can affirm and visualize and imagine and pray and meditate and Um, participate uh, and listen to our intuition about what to do and that we're inside uh, a larger will of our soul which has certain things it wants us to learn and and share which is inside the greater will the the divine will the universal will which i believe wants everyone and everything to thrive Uh so that's Yeah. So we talked about lining up those wills as being part of the masterful life so yeah. that we rise and thrive. Yes, we do.
0: We rise and thrive. <laughs> yeah. And it's it is really interesting because if 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 a person hasn't really explored the different levels of will, maybe that's a new concept, you know, mm-hmm. um, we can think about how will is like you want to use your will. You want to use your power. Um but it, it can be pretty, it's almost cartoonish if you haven't explored all those different levels of will.
1: Right. If you're just clattering along with your strong will, your ego will, your, yeah. your personality's will, um, you, a lot can happen. But does it happen with grace? Mm-hmm. Um, and is it the right thing to happen for you, really? You know, part of using our will correctly is to try to discern that, the will of our soul the mm-hmm. will of our place in life to really ask that question day by day what what is your will for me what do you how do you want me to apply my will to this day onto mm-hmm. these these things that are mine so um it's really a beautiful study and uh much more dimensional than you know, Nike's "Just Do It." <laughs> that's it an expression is, yes. of will. Just do it. <laughs> that's the strong will. It's a good. It, it is it's good. But <laughs> the question is, what, what what's what? best for me to do? What's the best thing for me to do if I'm going to just do it? And yeah. that's something your soul knows.
0: Yeah, and and we've on other podcasts we've we've kind of talked more about different levels of will and goodwill good how to how to have goodwill for all and what that entails so i w- i would invite anybody who's finds this intriguing to kind of dig back into our our library here of of conversations because there's a lot to be said but i'll just pull out one thread um someone in our class was talking about they had an aha moment she had an aha moment around will and said that oh i i often think of that as like the same thing as power and then i have this you know aversion to power because sometimes people you know misuse it or it's it can be so toxic and um you you said some good stuff around that mary that i think is worth sort of diving into a little bit more because power in and of itself isn't a problem i mean we need power right we need right we need to power our good ideas we need our... that
1: oomph and that focus yeah. and that energy and that is one of uh the traits of a healthy will is that it brings power. It expresses power. But I was encouraging um, this student to um, recognize that we're kind of coming off of a lot of toxic stories around power being misused and abused. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it, power is not power over it's power with, Mm. and also power is the unimpeded expression of your soul's energy through your person into right. the world so power is your expression of the real you the authentic you into the world for the good of all for the good of everybody that's the best flavor of power and we can um claim that and sign up to that
0: yeah there's there's so much to dig into around that and about your own self authority and your own authenticity and who you mean to be in the world. And, uh, you know, I love, I love all that you share about Dr. Asagioli. I feel like we could do a whole podcast series on uh, his work and, w- and what he's all about. <laughs> just,
1: That's true. We could so do a whole psychosynthesis about. podcast. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's, uh, let's meet about that sometime. Let's okay. have a meeting. let have
0: a meeting about that. Psychosynthesis
1: yeah. 101 on the Rise and Thrive show.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So we've covered a lot of ground here and I'm just sort of wondering if there's anything more you want to, you want to place on the table for people to consume and enjoy before we call it a podcast episode today. (laughs) Well, um, I guess
1: what I'm most aware of this, this moment is, um, that a good place to start with being really serene, in our sense of purposefulness is to recognize the opportunity that we have to be that we're alive that we're humans that we're conscious that we have resources for friendship and study and expression and building and creating that it's it's really a privilege to be here even though life is difficult it's difficult for everybody at at times it's very difficult and yet it's still this amazing opportunity and I know I've read some things from yoga philosophy um, that claim that being human is one of the most luckiest opportunities a soul in the universe can sign up for it's kinda like you won the lottery that you got to be here and transform your um, insight of and uh, sense of self and the experience of being in the heart of God—it's uh, a great, it's a great opportunity. So uh, it's like we got led into a tough school, a tough graduate mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. and the <laughs> curriculum is hard, <laughs> yeah. and the books are sometimes expensive. But we, we, you know, we want to do this. We yeah. want to do this. This is yeah. what I wanted. So I think it's something to remind ourselves as we begin a day with a sense of purpose purpose it's like good morning me this is what i wanted yeah. <laughs> i always wanted this I let's love it. have a really good day finding out more about what i'm here for
0: well that's great yeah thank you mary so much and uh just before we we say goodbye uh we'll just i'll just remind people that if they want to join the class you're letting people kind of come in to this Weekly Zoom class. I'm letting
1: people pop in at certain junctures, and and um, if they feel called to it, sure they can get on the homepage of my website, com and say you want to sign up for Module Three or Module Three and Four. So uh, we'll be in purposefulness the next three weeks, and the module after that is called the Long Game, and it's kind of the Long Game, The, long, like the game. long Game, <clears throat> big perspective. Yes. And, and creating a life we're really proud of.
0: Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. Well, thank you, Mary. Uh, this was a a very delightful morning to spend with you both in class and just now in this conversation. So I thank you. And, uh, we'll look forward to connecting again very soon.
1: You are welcome. And you are one of my favorite fellow students, (laughs) such a diligent, earnest, sincere, <laughs> and successful <laughs> master student, yay, yay, Aaron. Yeah. Yes, look forward to it. Thanks everybody Thank for for <laughs> listening, and we'll see you next time.